All right. All right. You little scamp. Are you getting on you, Alfie? Well, uh, how's things? Huh? Oh, I'm so glad to see you. I'm so glad to be spending time with you here. Uh, I'm just kind of, I'm no big deal. I'm kind of love you, but it's fine. Um, no, I happen to be friends with you, but I'm a love you, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of a love with her, but it's fine. That's, I need to write that in some. Ah, we're best mates. I'm a love with her, but it's fine. Just someone who's like, you know, just has it out there. Just completely out there. Ah, I'm a love with her. She'll love me. It's fine. I'm just happy to be around, around her, friends with her and stuff like that. Ah, look. Look, would I rather not be friends with her at all? No. So, of course, I'd rather be friends with her, not, you know, even though she's not in love with me. You know? Anyway, <laughs> I'm in love with you. Although I can't see you. I can't see you very well because I'm a sound file. All I can see is your lovely ears. Mm, let me get in there. Let me get right up in there. No, ear holes. We're having owl. Here, download my owl sex ASMR. Should I? No, that's a bad idea. I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you can't bloody make me, right? Maybe, maybe I can do a little um, only wavs, right? Only wavs, where it's um, sexy, you know. Take off your take off your trousers. <laughs> I'll do like download the French one. Take off your trousers, and. Rub your leg. <laughs> Any accent you want. If you want to commission it, you know what? Like you know, I I never say I never say no to a job. At first, I say yes to everything, and then I go away, and I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. And then I text them as a coward. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So you know, like I'll never say no. Um, but I might say yes, and then. Seconds later, like I feel bad for my agents. Sometimes they say, "Do you want to do this thing?" And they say, "Yeah, it sounds great, brilliant, yeah, perfect. That sounds ideal." And then, literally, before I've even hung up, they've got a text from me saying, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I've had to think about it <laughs> since we last spoke." It's just listen. I, the number one thing is that you love me, okay, of everything. And then we can work out the details about whether I'm doing the job or not, okay? Stranger, complete stranger who's hit me up and asked me to do something. I Do you love me? Good. Now, I need to be honest with you. When I said yes <laughs> to that thing, no, I actually meant no. I actually meant not in a million years. But are we, we're still cool, right? I'm getting better. Um. So, yeah, if you want to hit me up and say, hey, look, will you do um, some aural sex um, wavs on on your only wavs page. Um, I might say yes. You know, take off your jeans, man. Your shoes have been sore from a hard day walking around. Take them off. <laughs> I don't even know what this has become. Anyway, look, how are you? How are you having a good time <laughs> so far on this pod? Did you have a good time at all your festivals? Yeah. No one told me the Guns N' Roses were playing. Not that it could have gone. And also, it was on a bit late. It was a bit loud now. Young Flit was hearing it in the bass all the way from Marley. So, it wasn't too. I feel like I'm on the other side of things now. You know, before, I remember, you, I don't know if you're, you're at a gig as a kid and they're like, oh, look, apparently the guard is saying we got to finish this up at half ten. But you know what I say? <laughs> you know? 
And now I'm like, God, no, you got to wrap it up at half ten. There's kids there. There's kids. The resident association. Guys, the resident association won't be happy, you know. People actually have to live around here. That's actually very loud. And when I was hearing it, I was like, that's so, from my gaff, which is far, quite far away from Marley Park, I was thinking, that's very loud. The poor little kids probably having their ears bloody blasted off by young Axl Rose. Saw, saw Guns N' Roses at a <laughs> Hyde Park. And it was within, I think there would have been a terrorist attack. Um, terrorist. Well, yeah, terrorist, but like, you know, not like a, a bit of one of the shit ones, you know. Like a car one, you know, like shit as in like, you know, they're, they're, they did a bad job, you know, they did a bad job. Not to say that there's a great, no, like, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not saying there's good ones. And well, I have, I have, I have said the fact that I said it was a bad one. Um, a mild, a mild, people still died. I shouldn't have to fucking, anyway, look, there was a terrorist, an awful thing happened. There was a terrorist attack. Um, I think a young fellow went into a bar and started stabbing people. And um, Axl Rose came out on stage dressed in a full Union Jack suit with a top hat. You know, well, he had his little waistcoat. So he had his, you know, a midriff, a little Union Jack waistcoat and a top hat. And he says, uh, this is this song is for um, <laughs> this song is for the the victims of the of the awful attack, you know, in, in London. And then he starts singing My Michelle, like, down, 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 down. Your daddy walks in, but no, now that mama's not around. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy tribute. This is a crazy tribute, you know? Your daddy walks in, but no. <laughs> um, what a banger My Michelle is. Best gig ever, best gig ever saw. But now I'm older. And my young fellow was trying to get to sleep. Um, didn't seem to face him whatsoever. But um, I was like uh, an eagle-eyed, an eagle-eyed hawk. Uh, looking at the little monitor and he's like, he's still awake. It's a fucking Axl Rose. Goddamn Axl Rose won't shut up. Anyway, um, I tell you, it was I, the, all these, all your bloody festivals that you were at were hitting me were hitting me fucking hard, hitting me right in the ghoulies uh, this week because I was in hospital. I was, if you must know, if you must know. I'm totally, I'm fine. I'm not totally fine. I'm fine. I have an infection. <laughs> Where do you have the infection, Tony? These nuts. Uh, I do have my left nut. You can call me Christy Brown because my left nut... Uh, Something was up. <laughs> something was up with it, and it got inflamed. It became inflamed and swollen, like um, like a kind of a blue ball sensation. And um, I went into the clinic. Uh, I went to the doctor. Guess what he told me? Guess what he told me? This I'm going in with a blue ball. He says, "He says, girl, you better try and have fun, no matter what you do, because he's a fool." I says, "What?" I says. <laughs> no, I went to the doctor, and guess what he told me? Guess what he told me? He says, "You look like you have." Epiditomitis, which is a fucking something going on in a tube in my bollock. Um, I'm not joking. I was in hospital for four days, no five days, um, with with a big, <laughs> juicy, succulent peach of a gonad. Um, 
and look, I I don't like and like I don't, I'm a comedian. This is the, I gotta tell you the fucking pressure, right? I'm a comedian who's big, but who had a who had a big bollock. Who went to hospital with a big bollock, right? I can't tell you the pressure of people expecting you to say something funny <laughs> about that. And I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it funny. Um, because I was I was in hospital. I, 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 you know, and everyone's there with their COVID and everything. I'll tell you all about it. We'll get, that's what this episode's going to be. I'll give you a little update about what life was like in um, in the wards of uh, St. James's Hospital. And just, uh, just the ignorance of this... Impeccable, normally impeccably held young man, uh, and how I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> I had no idea who anyone was. I didn't know who anyone was. I didn't know what was going on. I was I was annoying everyone in there with all the questions. But look, I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm back home now, and I'm going to tell you all about it uh, after this word from our sponsor, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Joe, I love, Joe, I love about you Dubliners, mate. It's your whiskey, prof. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know the Dublin Irish whiskey, the long-standing um, uh, 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 sponsor of this podcast. Uh, I really couldn't do it without them. I really do appreciate it. They make a tasty-ass whiskey. They're just out of the heart of the liberties. And how you have all these other whiskey distilleries, right? They're all making things. Hey, do you want it to taste like dirt? Why would I want it to taste like dirt? That's what it has on the menus in some of these real posh places, right? Do you want it to taste like it's burning? No. I actually want to drink it and not wince, right? I want it to be tasty, right? Well, guess what? The Dubliner has you covered. They got tasty-ass whiskey. And do you know what I love about them? They have a tasty whiskey, and then they mess with it. They're kind of alchemists. They put it in different barrels to make it taste like different things, like the bourbon uh, barrel of the of the Dubliner Green Label. That's like Irish whiskey, but it's got a hint of sweetness because it's aged in a bourbon cask. They also put it in other like beer casks, like stout casks, and have a nice tasty smoked stout. They even mess with it to make it taste like a cocktail, a pre-infused cocktail, and they even have a Dubliner Old Fashioned, which is one of my favourites. Um, not that I can drink any of them now because I'm on my antibiotics, but as soon as I get back, you better believe I'm going to have a big frosty glass with a load of ice in it and a load of sparkling water and some... Uh, Dublin or Old Fashioned. That's been my that's been my favorite summer tipple. And if you would like to grab yourself some summer whiskey, you can do so over at uh, the DLD.com or at Dubliner Whiskey. Whiskey. And she whiskey love. Uh, thank you very much, Dubliner. Now, on to the podcast. I'll tell you all about my time in the hospital uh, on today's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. It's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. That just scandalous, and you know the motherfucking tenderness, and you shake that thing like do the chicken your ass so devilish. Oh, that was Cisco. They were thong song. Look, how are you doing? Um, so look, I was um, look, I had a big ball. Okay, I had a big ball. All right, I got a big nut. Well, you never seen a guy with a big nut before, huh? Uh, it's getting smaller. It's huge. It's big. It's big. It's big. It looks like I have. It looks like my scrotum now has a ball, you know, beside it. Do you know what I mean? But that is the original ball. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, look, maybe you're lucky enough to have never seen a scrotum before. Um, but if you haven't, like a gay woman, um, you know, maybe you're lucky enough. 
but um, it looks like the the one the left ball, my left nut, Christy Brown, is the size of what my scrotum used to ceased to be. Um, and you know, look, wow, we can have a good laugh about it. I'll tell you what happened, and also I will tell you this as well. Now that I have had epiditomitis, I am now pivoting away from comedy and going into the far more lucrative field of um, of health influencing. So um, far more lucrative. Um, so now I'm gonna. So now I'm gonna be only exclusively speaking about epiditomitis. Okay. So I know I've got gigs coming up. You know, other side festival. You know, uh, Ivy Gardens coming up. <laughs> Sorry, bro. These are now my speaking arrangements as an epididymitis um, uh, activist. Uh, activist? What's it called? You can raise awareness or something. I'll find out. It's my new calling. I'll find out what it is. But, you know, I'll be on, you know, Ireland AM or six o'clock show being like, look, enough is enough. That's my tagline. Enough is enough. Right? You need to be, talk to your sons. Talk to your friends on WhatsApp. And ask them if they got enough bigger than you or not. Okay? We need to be talking about this. We have to be talking about me. We need to be talking about me. Okay? You've got boys out there. And they don't know if their fucking nut is the normal size of the other nut. Okay? They have to be talking about me. Get on WhatsApp. Call a lad you haven't seen in a while. Check if they're talking about me. Okay? Okay. Good. I'm glad we're talking about me. No, um, so I was went last week. I went into after a jog, actually after a jog. You know, a friend of mine was telling me that they got so they had a similar thing, wasn't as bad as mine, and that was after cycling. So, sorry, exercise. You had your shot and you blew it. <laughs> right? I think I shouldn't have gone for that jog. I think going for that jog was like Amy Winehouse giving up booze. Do you know what I mean? Your body, body just didn't agree with it. Body didn't agree with it. Um. I went for a jog um, and was getting all kudos on my Strava app. I was feeling like a million bucks. Um, and then uh, I had a sore sore thing. And I went to the clinic. And they knew what it was straight away. And um, they're all very nice, you know. They're all very like, oh, look, listen, would you, would you mind if we had a look at it? You know, would you mind if you pulled it? And I'm like, boom, boom, straight down. Hey, look at it, look at that. What do you think of that? This is the only time I've ever been able to jock myself um, without getting in trouble. Of course, <laughs> I'm going to jock myself. Not that I'm an exhibition. I'm not, you know. But it's seldom you can jock yourself without getting in trouble, you know. Like, stop it. Stop it. What are you doing? Stop it. Uh, I didn't get any of that kind of reception because they wanted to have a look. And... Um, your man knew what it was. Now, the, the weird thing about epididymitis is that they think that uh, it's it's not rare um, for someone my age, but it would be rare. So in pretty much in 100% cases, if you have epididymitis, it's because you've had an affair <laughs> or you've had an, you caught an STI. You've caught an STI, which didn't, you know, it doesn't seem very feasible for me, you know. Um, I was kind of like, uh, no, man, like, no, I don't, I don't think so. You know, I, I'm married and he's kind of looking at me like, okay, shit, fuck, shit, man. I'm gonna have to. He's one of these. He's one of these liars. <laughs> I'm gonna have to break down one of these liars. I'm um, like, I'm married. I've uh, been with the same woman for ten years. You know, 
and like and you know we got clean body of health you know uh we've had a you know screen in a few years back you know and i haven't been with anyone else since you know and and he closed the curtain and he was like look man look 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 i'm a man you're a man <laughs> i'm like i don't know what that means like what we love having affairs we're just blokes so look we have a f- hey look i'm a man i have an affair you're a man you have an affair Tell me you had an affair. <laughs> I didn't have an affair. I didn't have an affair. So he didn't seem very happy with the jogging story, and he wrote something down. Presumably a liar. Um, the patient suffers from lying, being a liar. Um, I'm not a liar. I didn't have an affair. <laughs> um, and we have a clean bill of health, the two of us. We got, like, screened, you know, years back. Uh, when we were living in London, I think just, like, for the day, for a laugh. Went into Homerton Hospital for like a sex screen, you know. You had cheap dates, you know. Um, cheap free dates idea. And um, and so, yeah, so then he sent me home with these antibiotics. And uh, he said, look, that, if, if it gets worse within 24, 48 hours, just, you know, go go into A&E. And here's the, here's, here's the little thing to have pinned to your chest to show them, you know, um, all the stuff that we've talked about. So... I went home and I immediately felt so much worse. <laughs> I felt like so much worse. I felt like so much worse. And and the ball um, was getting bigger, was getting larger, you know. Um, and I was definitely had a fever. And I had it. And I and I lay in bed for like a twenty four hours when I definitely should have gone to hospital. But I was like, no, do you know what? I'm going to see this thing out, you know, like some bad fucking TV show, like The Walking Dead season nine. Nah, do you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna stick this one out, I think. And um, and then eventually just got up in the morning and uh, Terry dropped me to the hospital. And I tell you, I didn't plan. I don't know anything about the hospital, right? I didn't know anything about the hospital, right? Like I didn't think like what is it? What are the differences between the hospitals? What's close? If people have to visit me, uh, is there a urologist there? A urologist, um. You know, for for my particular need, you know, should I know that if there's are, are there some hospitals where they do blood work there, or they always have to send it off? Does that mean that if I go to a hospital that they do that stuff there that it happens quicker? I know nothing about. I know nothing about hospitals. I don't know anything. You know, do does my health insurance give me a benefit in this hospital? I didn't look at any of that. I went full. What is my mate? What do my mates do? What's trendy? And thought, who do I know went to hospital? Uh, Jago went to hospital for his lung thing. Remember from Sexy Beasts? I'll go to St. James's Hospital. So I went to St. James's Hospital. I don't even know if that was a good or a bad decision because I didn't go to any other, hosp- <laughs> any other hospital. Although there were private hospitals that I could have went to. But again, who knows if that would have been better. So I went in and um, I had to pay 100 quid to get in, which is such a like, I don't even want to be you know, like I don't even want to be here. And you're and I have to pay. It's like when you're like going out, you know, it's like the end of a night and you're like, oh, you know, you're not even that drunk. It's just not really been that buzzy of a night. But your mate's been like, oh, come on, we go to this place. Really, really good bar, really good club. And then you get to the door and like no one knows, but you have to pay in. It's like 15 quid and you're like, what? I don't even want to be here, man. You know, and the bouncer's giving you all like, all right, here, where have you been earlier? Like, look, for one, I don't want to fucking be here. My mates brought me here. Right. I don't want to fucking pay in here. And the last thing I want is a bit of lip out of you, you clown. I don't want to go home. I go. I keep going to clubs when I just want to sit in pubs and talk to my friends, but I'm too shy to say it. 
<clears throat> so that was the kind of buzz on the way in, right? And I was in big pain. I was in pain, right? Um, I forgot my headphones as well. Like I, I was not prepared. Like I didn't have a change of clothes. I didn't bring anything. I didn't act. I, I didn't think in any way I was going to be here. I thought they were going to look at it and be like, "Oh no, here's the right meds," and then send me home. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and waiting to be called. And I was looking at my phone and then someone's like um, tapped me on the shoulder and was like, "Sorry, can I ask are you? Are you Tony Canwell?" <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> how are you doing, man? That's crack." And he's like, "Oh man, yeah, it is you, yo. Is there any chance I could get a photo?" And I was like, "In such pain." <laughs> I was in like such pain. I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw you at the Harbour Bar. You're really good. And I thought, thanks very much. And oh, what's my, do you know what my favorite video of yours is? Oh, what's that? What's, you know, you know that video where you're kind of like, uh, you know, you're outside, um, you know, the mermaid. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Um, and he was very brief, to be fair. He was brief. but um, And I put on a very brave face. Frank, it was nice to meet you. Sorry, I was a heap of shite <laughs> in uh, A&E when we met. Um but anyway, I went through then and I was through to another uh, uncomfortable seat uh, to sit there for a while. And then it was just a case of meeting people, going into rooms, uh, jocking myself, not getting in any trouble for it, you know. But when I was jocking myself to a couple of, um, you know, some of the doctors there, they would, some of them were like, they'd look at the size of my, my bollock and they're like, oh, nasty. And I'm like, all right, well, fucking let's have a look at yours then. All right. Let's actually have a look at yours that apparently have, quote unquote, nothing wrong with it. And we'll tell. I'll give you my uh, my uh, one word opinion of it. You know. I mean, I wouldn't have minded. I wouldn't have minded. It was not going to happen. But you know what? I think for bedside manner, if they had a look at it, if they had a look at if if anyone had had the gumption to try and make me feel better, right? Had a look at it, be like, oh, the ball's a bit nasty. Great looking cock though. <laughs> like no one, no one complimented on my. You know, fucking good looking fucking dick on that guy though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one had the fucking gumption, even if you didn't mean it, you know, I mean, I know they were all thinking it, but even if they didn't mean it, like, good looking fucking hog on them though, you know, it's a real shame about that left nut, the old Christy Brown we're calling it over here, um, but um, serious hog on you, you know, that's a serious pig, <laughs> that's a that's a babe, pig in the city, caliber hog, <laughs> but they didn't, and that's more fool them, and then, um, I was brought in for an ultrasound, um, which was like is like the same thing they do with like a pregnant belly they did on a bollock, you know. Um, and then weirdly enough, they sent me back to the waiting room, and then they were like, "All right, we need you to do another ultrasound." I'm like, "I literally just did an ultrasound," and they're like, "Oh, um, I'll let me check." And they're like, "Oh, maybe they just want to have a look again." <laughs> and I'm like, "Do you have lads behind that fucking curtain snickering?" Yeah, could you send them in again, please? <laughs> That is one fucking Christy Brown on that cunt. <laughs> uh, my left nut. Anyway, um, so after a bit of faffing, they brought me up to the ward in a wheelchair, which was fun. Um, and then they, uh, yeah, I get, they gave me a bed, which was nice. I got to rest out, rest my bollock, which was nice. Terry came to visit me. I got to feel like a baby, which was nice. Sometimes it's nice to feel like a baby with your wife. And uh, she was rubbing my head, brought me my switch, Um loads of snacks nurses were asking if one cup of tea and I'm like yeah cup of tea for the baby here absolutely babies love tea can I check your bloods absolutely yeah I'm a baby so of course you can so so th- there was a bit of a novelty to feeling like a baby um, within the first night but then the next morning the chat is just you know, I just don't I just didn't know who anyone was right I didn't know the difference between the doctors the nurses the intern nurses 
the lad who was I was like someone sweeping. I'm like, sorry, can I get more painkillers? And he was like, look at the fucking brush in my hand. Like, what about this situation makes you think I'm a doctor? Like, you know, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what a doctor does. I just want to get 600 points and leave, and that's all I know. Um, so it was all very confusing. But anyway, then I got to meet um, my other inmates, and I tell you what, it was I was in there with five other L lads, right? And let me tell you about the over 80s that I didn't realize. None of them have headphones, right? They all have the latest smartphone but n- with no headphones, or it's just a conscious choice. They're not using the headphone. And there was a lad across from me. And I didn't realize it. it's by the sounds of things, it seems like everyone, they all have TikTok now, right? Or TikTok videos have just migrated over to Facebook video, right? Because this lad, this lad, he couldn't stop watching these fucking, like, sh- yeah, I don't know if you've seen them on TikTok. They're like short movie plots. They kind of tell the story of a movie really, you know, really quickly, but like with fucking broken robot English, you know? Like, like, there was a man. He was a lawyer. He would always tell a lie to win the case. His son made a wish that he could never lie for 24 hours. <laughs> and I'm like, liar, liar. And it was really annoying, but I, I ended up making a game into it, you know. There was a man. He saw a woman who was uh, drowning in the river. He saw the mask. And he felt the mask. The mask. You got it. Tom, you got to make these harder, bro. You got to make these harder. And then it's like, there was an opera scene. There is a terrorist attack in an opera in the Ukraine. And there is a man re- shooting bullets in backwards time. And I'm like, I actually haven't seen Tenet. Tom, Tom, bro, I haven't seen Tenet. Will you turn that off? <laughs> I haven't seen that one, bro. Um, You know, but what a movie, you know. There was a man. He was a mobster. He had a son who was going legitimate. And then he got shot. And then he became the, the boss of the mob family. You know. Um, it was really annoying. <laughs> it was really annoying. This guy as well. Let me tell you this. This is the most Irish thing you've ever heard in your life, right? This guy was having an awful time. He was getting sick constantly. Getting sick into a little bag constantly. 80-odd-year-old man, right? He was having an awful time. He hadn't eaten in days and then they administered him to hospital and he'd lost a shitload of weight. And he, um, they didn't really necessarily know what was wrong with him. And then also they couldn't really give him anything to eat because he had to have surgery and his surgery kept getting pushed back. Eventually, when I was in this day with him, right, five days, this guy hadn't eaten anything. He hadn't had food or water in five days. He'd just been on these kind of like drips, right? So he just, so they came around and they were asking what people wanted for lunch. And I actually had ordered this like chicken soup. The chicken soup was like cream of chicken soup, which was just like this gelatinous thing, which I was actually getting a kick out of. It was the sort of food I used to have in like 1992, you know, cream of chicken soup. So, um, but you, I can only really eat it once. And um, they asked him what he wanted. And I'm like, yeah. So his surgery had been postponed. So this day he was actually allowed to eat. So they're like, what do you want? And he's like, do you know what? I had that soup before. It's just very thick. Is there any chance you could just get like a stock cube and crumble it into a, like a thing of water and I'll just sip on that? And the lady was like, sorry, no, no, we can't. We can't do that. Sorry, look, this isn't like how you have it at home. Give him a bit of guff. Like, this isn't how you have it at home, right? It's kind of like not whatever you want. It's just a menu, right? And I'm sure they get guff all the time. So whatever, you know, it's probably tough enough for them. And he's like, no, like just a stock cube. And she was like, didn't, you know. And then he called the nurse and I was like, look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really just looking for like a stock cube in you know a, a thing of water and like everyone was she was like look sorry it is just soup you can have right and so i thought right fuck this right i'm gonna step in because i'd actually been down to the Londis downstairs 
And I saw that they had like some basic groceries and they had including that like cup of soups and they had like stock cubes. So I popped my head in and I was like, hey, look, what's the crack? Um, I saw they have in they have stock cubes down the Londis, right? I'll grab you one. What do you want? Do you want chicken or beef? And this man who had not eaten in five days said to me, Londis, have you seen the fucking prices in Londis? <laughs> he wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take it. He wouldn't. He, had, he hadn't eaten in five days. And he wouldn't accept a free stock cube because I was going to buy it in Londis because of the prices in Londis. He might die. <laughs> like He was going to die. He might die. If isn't that isn't the tightest Irish thing ever, chap would uh, literally hadn't eaten in a week, and he's all like, "No, no, if it's from, <laughs> no, if it's from Londis, no, if it's from Londis." I was finding out all sorts about him, and then I had this lad, this man. Oh my God, he must have been now the best intentions in the world, right? Gift of the gab, this guy, but he the he was a quantum punisher like he was on another level he was on multiple planes at once and he had no experience time dilation did not affect this man's brain when it came to punishing and talking right he's a firefighter and i was like he just asked me right where am i from and i said group in marino and then he spent about 20 minutes trying to tell me uh is grant where's the road in marino where his granddaughter bought a house and i was like all right yeah yeah you know and I was just kind of like, ah, all right, yeah. You know, that was the height of my involvement in the conversation. Ah, all right, yeah. And, um, and like, I couldn't go anywhere because I was bedridden. So he would stand at the end of my bed and kind of lean over me, right? And just tell me and talk at me. And he was telling me, <laughs> like, he was telling me, he was telling, he's a firefighter. And so, like, to be fair, when it came to, like, punish and chat, it was on the more interesting side that I've had. But it was still completely unwarranted <laughs> and I didn't like it. Um, he was telling me that, well, how, well, how is this for um, for some punishing uh, kind of preamble, right? He says, um, would you like to hear the official or the unofficial story behind the stardust? <laughs> uh, like, ne- like neither, but... Obviously the unofficial, like obviously the unofficial. He told me some crazy stuff that I cannot possibly talk about on this podcast. Um, that sounds like maybe true that I can't talk about here. Um, he wasn't far off like fucking telling me that there was a fucking beach in, you know, in Thailand that was paradise so that I could swim out. To. Like he was telling me everything. He had been at everything. He had been at Chernobyl. He had been at Ground Zero. If I actually was in the mood to talk, it probably would have been some of the best punishing I've ever gotten in my life. But I just was not in the form. I was like, and I actually, do you know, I felt bad. I said after a while, well, actually, this is this is how, how, how he wasn't able to kind of gauge. He was literally standing at the edge of my bed and I couldn't leave. Like, it's not like, it's not like I can make an exit. It's not like I can do that thing that you do in an office where you can just get up, go to the water cooler, and then you go your separate ways when someone comes over to your desk and starts wrecking your head, you know? There was nothing I could do. So I had to pretend like I was getting a phone call. So I picked up my phone. I was like, oh, hi, Terry. How are you getting on? And he actually was like, oh, sorry, and did the whole thing and sat over, went over to his bed. 
and then sat kind of watching me <laughs> and then i was like maintaining a fake conversation for like a minute and i'm like yeah it's all good here yeah it's good yeah everything's fine yeah yeah oh that's interesting oh how is he yeah oh that's great i know i miss him too um okay look great well look hopefully i'll see you later okay look love you bye 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 and then i hung up and then i started looking at my phone and he was oh he was he he had he took that as like well this call's over walked straight over showed me his phone um a phone that was far far too cumbersome from he went to his google photos started showing me photos of him at ground zero at chernobyl big smiles in all big smiles in all these i said what (laughs) ground zero i said what day is this like what day And, and he goes september 14th (laughs) <laughs> I was like, that's far. That's like, what, three days after? That's insane. And it's like him and all these firemen kind of smiling. Um, you know, not to judge. I don't know how people, you know, whatever, you know, experience trauma. Um, but he was showing, showing me all this. And I had to just be like, look, man, ha- look, I'm going to um, I'm gonna get back to this. If that's all right. And just look, looked at my phone. And he goes, oh, look, no, no bother. No bother at all. Um, I'm sure you don't want to be talking to the doddery old fuck. He says, and I'm like, gee, ah, man, like, I feel bad now. Don't be like that. And he's like, oh, no. So I, you know, he didn't talk to me again after that. He didn't talk to me. I just, you know, <laughs> and I felt bad. And then as well, didn't make things, you know, that he, he was always just sitting. I couldn't seem to close my curtain all the way. There was one ringlet missing from my curtain to close it all the way around. And he would always sit right where that gap was just looking at me. So I had to, like, position things on a tray to kind of block my eyes from him. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, but look, everyone's nice and the nurses were lovely. But Jesus Christ, is it fucking tough in there? Oh, my God. Is that a long job? Is that a long job? And then having people burning the ear off you. There was a lad just came into the fucking I could hear him just coming into the ward and they're like, you can't come onto the ward here. And he's like, he's like, I'm looking for someone. And then he's like, do you mind if I smoke here? And they're like, what you fuck? Like having to deal with that shit. People who don't want to be there, like people who people like trying to save people who don't want to be there or don't want to be saved. Like it's such a fucking thankless job. It was it, uh, they were absolutely incredible. And with me and with everyone else and the duty of care they gave with everyone and how they got to know everyone, people who've been there a lot longer, you know, but uh, I was uh, delighted that I could leave. And um, you have it was just I was so I was so bummed I was so bummed out like I can't even tell you like I was I would start notes folders and be like fucking this is shit you know you know thank God I had fucking TikTok to uh, prevent me from writing a manifesto you know um although you wonder if Hitler had had TikTok you know would he actually could it have saved you know could would he have written Mein Kampf uh. You know, did he only write Mein Kampf because he was in there with a pen with nothing else to do? You know, uh, if he if or if he'd had a switch, you know, would he have just been like, I guess, I guess Mario's my thing rather than uh, genocide. Uh, you can't say that. You should be saying that. But um, I tell you what, 
I think it was, it was, it was, a, <laughs> I was in a dark, I'm not going to lie, I was in a fucking dark place. I was wound up by everything. I was sad. I didn't like myself. I didn't want to do anything. I had the ability to shower. I still did shower, but it really took all my fucking energy to fucking muster up the courage to do that. I didn't want to change anything. I wanted to stay in bed. Even though I could have walked up and walked up and down the halls, I just lay there. I was a sack of fucking shit <laughs> and I was in such bad form and I didn't like myself. I didn't think I'd ever come out and do a podcast again. I thought that everything was over. I thought that my career was over. I just felt, I, I still feel a bit fucking vulnerable. I still feel a little bit like I don't have my confidence back to talk normally to other people. I can't maintain eye contact <laughs> coming out. Uh, I just feel weird. I feel a bit shook by it. I'm not going to lie. Um, but like it's not the worst thing that's happened. It's a very random, fairly innocent thing for my fucking bollock to inflame. But just being away from everything. And also, I tell you the other thing. Looking at my phone for about 40 hours didn't do me any help. I mean, it passed the time. But reaching the absolute dregs of TikTok and Instagram, I deleted a shitload of apps off that because I'm like, I don't, I just couldn't. There was nothing. I kind of spent 40 hours. You have all these fantasies, right? You have all these fantasies that if, like, I kept saying if I broke my leg, I'd play this game, right? I think I played half an hour of, of Mario, and that was it. I just didn't want, I didn't want to do anything. Like, I didn't read any comics, really, you know? I didn't read anything. I just spent the whole time on my phone. So I think I'm kind of done with the m mindless browsing. And I'm also, something that scared me as well was when they were like, they were asking me, you know, well, look, you can send you home, but, you know, you're going to have to take it easy. And then I kind of thought about what my life is, and it's more or less fucking just sitting there on my fucking phone or sitting here at this desk. And I like sitting here at this desk because I get to record this podcast, but I have to be far more active. I was there with two tubes in my wrists, feeling like a fucking sack of bones, you know, and seeing how, how fleeting it all is and seeing all those owl lads in there. And they couldn't, between a lot of them, muster up someone to visit them. You know, it's just like, it all, it'll all go. And it'll happen quick. And this is my first time in a hospital. This is my first time in a hospital. It's not my last time by any means, you know. And uh, I don't want to spend my, my healthy life the same way I was spending it in the hospital, which was lying on my fucking arse looking on my phone. So I think I'm kind of not done <laughs> with my phone, but I definitely want to dramatically change how I uh, use my phone and, and the content that I take into my brain. And I certainly need to be a lot more grateful. I feel like uh, in other years of my life, I, have, uh, I can easily pull upon my little index of gratitude in my head and that's not necessarily been at the forefront of my mind even before I went to the hospital. And I didn't, I, I wasn't able to call upon that while I was in the hospital. You know what I mean? Um, I was just angry. <laughs> I was angry at everyone. Um, you know, um, so I do need to do that. And yeah, as I said, I don't need to be living my life outside a hospital like I was inside a hospital, just lying there. So I need to be fucking getting up and just moving my body. And if I'm not going to try and do something with what I have now, like this is quote unquote peak physical health, <laughs> you know, uh, and that's not good enough for me anyway. Um, I'm probably being a little bit too candid here. But anyway, look, I um, I'm grateful to be out of the hospital um, and I'm grateful that my nut, these nuts are the best nuts um, are getting my I'm thankful that my nut is getting smaller Um so I am going to leave you with that. Thank you very much for listening.
Thank you very much for your very kind, supportive words. Thank you very much to the supporters of my podcast. And I'm sorry that I missed on Friday. This Friday is going to be a great episode. Don't you worry. A uh, couple of dates. If you're at Other Side Festival in Slane, mate, uh, next Sunday, I'll be performing there. About four or something there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, 21st to the 24th of July, I'm going to be at the Paddy Power Comedy Festival. Uh, four gigs across uh, across those. So come check it out. Tony Cantwell on Ticketmaster. And also on September 17th in Vicker Street is a live Tony Cantwell shit show back to school special. If you came to see the other Pony shows, this is a different show if you'd like to come to that. Um, and if you bought tickets for Pony, that's not what this is now. Um, but you'll still have a great time. So do check that out. Uh, next week, we're doing Old Wives Tales over here on the pod next Tuesday. Be sure to come back for that. And I want to thank the sponsor of this week's podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Take care. All the best. Look after your nuts. We need to be talking about this. Enough is enough. And all the best. Bye-bye.